0: You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Hi, Rashan, How are you? I'm good. How are you, Camille. I'm good. Thank you for being with me today. What can I give you coaching on today?
1: So I know I talked about a little bit um, with you before about writer's block, and it it hits me way too often, and it's I find it really hard to get out of it when I need to get out of it.
0: Yeah, so tell me how what how's it coming up for you right now? What are you working on? When are you supposed to be writing and what's actually happening?
1: So I've been writing a memoir um, and I believe I emailed to a few months ago because I was so excited and like, I have a rough draft and and I do have a rough draft. However, I need about 20,000 more words okay. to uh, complete that. But I've just been stuck. Like I've gone through about 20 chapters and I'm, I'm having a hard time flushing those chapters out uh, to add more detail. Um, so what I've been doing is pivoting to other creative things, but I really want to get back to my memoir and I've been unable to do that.
0: Okay, so when you're like, I'm having a hard time flashing them out. What are some of the thoughts that are going through your head?
1: So I always wonder if I'm giving enough detail Mm and the stories that I'm telling. Because when when it's a memoir, it's a little bit different from you know writing a fiction novel. You can kind of embellish a little bit more, right? You can you can get greater detail. But when you're recounting your own memories, you know them already, so you could be leaving out things that would be important to the reader. Um, and so I'm thinking that when I'm going through it, I'm like, am I leaving something out? Like, what am I not telling them? Um, but I'm having a hard time because it's like, well, I already know this, so why do I need to write it down?
0: <laughs> yeah. So tell me, answer that question. Why do you need to write it down? Because I think my story is important enough for people to hear. Agreed. So I think the follow-up to that is how are you gonna know that it's enough detail? I don't
1: know if I'm gonna know if it's enough detail. I feel like you know, everything that you Google, right, as far as word count is concerned, mm-hmm. it's it's always like, you know, a good a good first time novel or memoir is roughly about, you know, 40 to 50,000 words. And mm-hmm. so in my mind, it's not going to be enough until I've hit that word count.
0: Yeah, I'd aim for at least 50. Um, it really depends on the genre. But I think. That's a good amount to work with so that if you, depending on whether or not you want to self publish or work with a traditional publisher, they can say, here's where you need to add on, et cetera. But I am curious to know when you're thinking, I don't know if it's enough detail, how are you feeling? What's the emotion that's coming up in your body? Doubt. It, I don't know if that's really an emotion, but there's
1: some, there's yeah, some doubt doubtful, sure. Very feeling definitely doubtful and, um, I don't, I don't want to use the term useless because it's, it's not the right word that I'm thinking of, but it almost makes me super dejected and mm-hmm. makes me feel like maybe this isn't what you should be doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess that's all good. It's all with doubt, right?
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting. And trust me, I've been there. The feeling of doubt then leads to the action of doubting yourself. And that's where that writer's block is coming from. It's not that you have nothing to say. It's that you're questioning, which is leading to the feeling of doubt, which then leads to this whole crappy cascade of like, I'm not writing. I know I should be writing self-judgment, doubting whether it's there, doubting, you know, it's like a very clear running right down the line. And it's all coming from your thoughts.
1: Yeah, it, I think that's true. And, and you know, you maybe think of something else because it's a memoir and people that are in it are still alive right Mm -hmm. it's telling that line between how much do I give because these people that will be affected by what I'm saying
0: oh okay so I think we're on to something here I want to offer an Anne Lamott quote she says that um, I'm paraphrasing but basically if people wanted you to write nice things about them they should have behaved better
1: (laughs) yeah I, I think I've heard that one before too
0: so it's lovely, but the reality is when you're actually talking about, let's say, friends or family members or people in your community, it doesn't mean your brain's not freaking out. So tell me what's coming up for you as you're like, I'm going to write about these people. Don't know how it's going to be received. What's the emotion there? Yeah, that's fear, I yes. guess. And fear of disappointing people as well.
1: Mm. Um, so I know like there's some aspects of it where about my parents and they're very sensitive people. And so to tell those aspects of their story, I mean, they'd probably deny whatever I'm writing, even though you know it's oh my gosh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's but it's also like not wanting to to hurt that family
0: dynamic. Mm -hmm. Because you know, I think I'm gonna have a bestseller. So (laughs) so I love that, but you know, there's almost and this isn't specific to your personality or anything, but there's like a kind of war going on there of like, hey, this could be a bestseller. And you're going to blow up your family. The dynamic's going to be really tough, et cetera. And Rashawn, here's what I want to offer you that I'm seeing. So you're worried about disappointing other people, but the person you're disappointing right now is yourself. And what you're really afraid of is not the disappointment that might happen. Might not, we never know. A little sidebar. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but every time we write about people, even by name, they rarely actually recognize themselves. It's always like the random people that you're like, I haven't thought about you in 72 years. And they're like, that was me in the book, wasn't it? You used a a code name. I'm really your sister. And you're like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just say someone gets hurt because people have their feelings and we can't control them. Our logical brains know all that. But our emotional brain is like, oh my gosh, danger, danger, go back in the cave. Stay safe. Don't finish writing this book. So yeah. the worst thing that can really happen is a feeling that you feel rejected. Also hurt that someone misinterpreted your good intentions in your work. Um, maybe some sadness, right? Potential feelings that might come up for you. So I think there's an opportunity for you to have your own back here. and be like listen i can feel these feelings it's gonna suck never gonna sugarcoat it for you we don't want to run around feeling sad but the minute we allow for it it actually like doesn't take up so much space yeah Yeah. i I think that's that perpetual people people
1: pleaser uh Mm -hmm. mentality you know it it comes from being an oldest and a middle child so it's a weird dynamic that i have and you know trying to save everyone um so it, it takes time. And even at my big old age, you know, trying to. to She's learn a spring how to chicken,
0: listeners. <laughs> <laughs> she, she looks so young. Thank <laughs> you.
1: Yeah. 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 But, it's, you know, even coming to that, it, it takes a while to get to that point where you start to want to be true to yourself and mm-hmm. um, to own your your own story and not let other people impact that um, way that causes you to be silent. Right. So.
0: I think a lot of what brings us as writers to the work, that really deep emotional self, we feel things really deeply. We observe things that lots of other people miss, also makes so many writers prone to people pleasing. And for me, it's been really helpful to make that connection because it takes away the judgment. I'm not saying stay in people pleasing zone, like nothing good happens there, yeah. but just seeing like some of that is okay. Because that makes me, like, it gives me the ability to tell this story and to connect with people in this way. Um, but let's talk about owning your own story. What is it going to mean for you to finish this memoir and get it published? Why is this important for you?
1: Because I feel like there are other people that have similar experiences. And I know for myself growing up, knowing I wasn't alone, mm-hmm. um, growing up in, in biracial. Um, and even though, you know, I lived in a liberal state "Quote unquote liberal state, um, we still experience racism. You yeah, know? So, so so dealing with that, right? So we have that aspect. Um, I know there are other people like me out there. Like there's there's a part where I talk about Mariah Carey in my book and and hearing songs for the first time and seeing her face and saying, hey, this is this is me. Like you are just like yeah. me, and that made that helped me get through life. And I feel like publishing this will help others get through, you know, life, get through the the issues they've. And
0: yeah, that is so powerful. I think if we can connect what our work is to readers, even if it's one person, I'm usually thinking about writing to a single person who doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. But I just know every time I write a story, someone is going to email me. And it's sometimes who I expect and sometimes not. Right. I wrote this one book about a 53-year-old woman going through a contentious divorce, and I had a lot of 30-year-old women email me. And be like, this gave me the courage to leave my marriage. Didn't see that coming. Sometimes it's exactly on the nose. Um, But I think if you can stay connected to that, I might maybe script something out. Maybe put a sticky, really reminding yourself of your why to get out of your own way. I say that with love. I truly have been there a bunch of times. But like, this isn't just for you. And maybe potentially hurting your family and we can talk more about that in just a second is worth reaching people who really need to read this.
1: It's almost like you made a good point, you know, telling that telling the story and or picking someone to tell it to right. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm telling the story
0: to myself, to my little yes. my, my young self. <laughs> yes. Little Rashawn needed to read this. That's how I started writing. I was like, I needed to read this book and it's not on the shelf. Who's going to write it? I was the only choice and you are the only person who can write this. Let's go just for a second, if you're willing, to the worst case scenario though. And I know, you know, we just talked about how you can feel your feelings, but let's just say someone in your family is upset about this. Is there anything you can do preemptively? Full disclosure, we can't manage people's feelings, but sometimes we can be thoughtful in our approach and still tell our full truth. Is there any way you could have a conversation beforehand, really make your intentions clear to your family? Like, I'm not writing this to say bad things about you or anyone else. I'm writing it because I know there is a young biracial girl who needs to read the story or whatever. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, I think it would be helpful for me to kind of, what do they call it? Like the, uh, the feedback sandwich? right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, yeah, you know, a little, crap, little praise, little crap, a little praise. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wrote this
1: book and you're in it. Um, but it's really bad. Some of the parts that you're in, but Hey, I'm so proud of you now because you've grown from you know, where you were before, um, which, which ultimately that is important. So a lot of what's being said about them, it is negative in a lot of ways, but they've mm-hmm. come a long way since that. Point. So, um, so I could, I would definitely, and that's I play this definitely to share that information with them prior. So it's not like they're surprised you yes. know, about, about what's being said about them.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. Just managing expectations to the degree that you can. And often when I'm having a difficult conversation and I spend about 40 years avoiding difficult conversations. So when I finally started doing that, sometimes coming in with the intention and just saying, You are allowed to react to this however you want. Somehow that diffuses it. Just telling people that they have permission to feel their feelings. They're like, well, I'm allowed to get really mad, but maybe I won't.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Or maybe I will and I'll go
1: in a closet and be bad alone and not take it out on you.
0: Yes, yeah. And then, I mean, I would offer, whether it's a coach, a therapist, a dear friend who really gets you, have some support there. For publication, when it's yeah. there, you're like, listen, I've got someone besides myself who has my back, who's going to be like, you did a good thing by putting this out there.
1: Oh, that's 100 percent my husband. So
0: amazing, He's my bestie. <laughs> you can email me too, and I'll tell you you're amazing.
1: <laughs> you do. You're so awesome. I mean, you're this is this is not what it's about. But quick plug for Camille, she is just oh, so you. gracious and. You know, I love her books, and I reached out to her, and she immediately reached back out to me, which I was completely floored at. You're actually the first author I've ever actually written to.
0: No way! And, yeah, it's like... Oh, I feel honored.
1: I, I've liked books, but I'm like, these are just so relatable. Like, I have to Thank tell you. her how awesome these books are. Yeah.
0: And, and then yes, we've stayed in touch, and you were like, I'm working on a book, and yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. I feel like everyone should write a book, and you should write the book that's on your heart. So let's just drop into intentional mode for a quick minute because I want you to move past this writer's block and get this thing done. Selfishly, I'm waiting to read it. So <laughs> um, tell me when you were in the flow and you were getting those first words out and it was just like really working, what was your mood? What was your emotional state then? I was pretty content. I
1: um, was pretty content. And I also allowed myself to be bored. And and I say that because. A lot of times, I just had this discussion with my husband yesterday, like we do so much, we're scrolling all the time, right? Or we're doing this, doing that multitasking, but creative process lives in boredom. And I have to allow myself to be more bored. So, you know, to your point, when that was happening before, I was happy, but I was gotten bored and I'm like, hey, I'm going to write this story.
0: (laughs) Um, If I were the type to get tattoos, which sadly I'm not because I'm, I'm, Too wishy washy, but the creative process lives in boredom is amazing. Yeah. I've never heard a more true thing. I used to write poems in geometry class because I was like, (laughs) get me out of here. Me too. (laughs) I think my best ideas have come from boredom. So you're feeling content. You're allowing yourself to be bored. You're sitting down and creating and really sounds to me like trusting the process. What are you thinking that allows you to show up that way? You're like content. You're just letting it be. What's going through your head?
1: I'm having some, I guess, good time recounting some of the good memories, right? Mm-hmm. So, I I started with the with the good memories. Yeah, great. So those were like, you know, even though there was a little a little uh, craziness in within those, I started with the good ones, and so I think that's where my mind was. Like I'm, you know, I'm feeling good. I want to share this great part of my life, and mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be these bad parts, but let me at least I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. I want to show. I wanted to show that I came out okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So it was like this survival story, but also somehow feeling content at the same time. Just weird dynamic.
0: Well, I suspect that that contentment and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know when I'm speaking what's on my heart, it's like a real peaceful feeling. Even when it's rough. I'm just like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing here. So I would probably get really deliberate and maybe like put up a sticky or something where you have an on-purpose thought, an intention for every time you sit down to write. So it might be something like, this is how I show that I came out okay. I am doing exactly what I am supposed to be doing. You can play with it. You can journal on it. Some days, different thoughts will resonate more than others. Like one thought may not get you all the way to the end. So you might need to come up with other ones, but I would be reflecting on what am I thinking when I'm content? I like that. I think that would be really helpful because
1: I, you know, when I pivoted and did something else, I actually just finished a children's book and,
0: oh my gosh,
1: like I'm looking for an illustrator now. So amazing. um, So yeah, so like I kind of did a pivot when I had the writer's block Mm -hmm. because I'm, because to your point, I was feeling content when I was writing it before, but then I started to get all up in my mind, my head, and mm-hmm. oh, people are going to be mad. So I'm like, let me do something a little bit different. And I wrote that book in 20 minutes and oh my gosh, read it to multiple people. <laughs> and they're like, this is amazing. Um, so, And it, I wrote it for my, my soon-to-be four-year-old. Um, so, ah. so, But that I think that helped because I did that. And then I immediately went back, I um, want to say like an hour later, and was able to write another chapter in my memoir.
0: Yeah, that's really good. So I would even consider the actions that you're taking that let you get there. And that might be like when you're you're writing a first or a second book, you're studying yourself to learn your own process. And that might be one of those things that gets you unstuck. It's like, I'm going to go do something creative if I really can't get out of my own way and do this thing. And the post-it and the thoughts and the feeling state are not enough. What's the action? Because there's really amazing research showing that creativity leads to more creativity. Hmm. So there's no doubt that our thoughts create our feelings, which create our actions, but sometimes it goes the other way. And creativity is one of those ways where you're like, by being creative, I'm going to be more creative. Yeah.
1: And it seems to be working. I love the intent note sticky though so like that's something that i i definitely have to just put on my laptop and say hey this is what you're and i also have to not let myself be around all people in my house uh because my i love her i love her i love her so much but my uh my three-year-old she loves her mommy time
0: uh-huh she wants mommy oh time
1: 24 7 you know, she's she's obsessed <laughs> so you so gotta tell to... her
0: mommy's writing a book she she's and she's
1: gonna say well you already wrote one and um uh, so yeah so,
0: Yes, kid, this is the business. This is how we do it.
1: This is what we're trying to do. Mommy's trying to quit her job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You can do it. It's going to be amazing. And I think it's good. I mean, you know, they don't stay young for long. Like, I have an 11 and a 14-year-old now. I'm just like, how did we get here? But I loved showing my kids that I was doing something important to me, and it didn't always work out. Like, some of the books that I wrote didn't get published. There was this one that I worked on for a long time, publisher was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that book. <laughs> I was crushed. But my kids got to see me doing something for the sake of doing it because it was important to me. And then I got back up and I kept going. So all of that, like we're just teaching them even when we're not aware of it. It's beautiful.
1: That's even more important to that, you know, trying something and not stopping, right? Not letting it yes. be failure because I think nowadays it's it's so easy to just you know, move on to something new. And you, so you've got this like graveyard of lost ideas that you never really fleshed out. Right. So <laughs> pun intended, I guess, graveyard and flesh. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it really, it shows, it shows the kids that, you know, you're, a, you never give up, you know, Yeah, and, and it's the type of, of that's what I want to do for my children. I have, uh, an older, he's a junior in college and, uh, a junior in high school, and the junior in high school, I really want to push her a little bit more because she's super talented in so many different ways, but she, she will stop when it's yeah. not her way. So I'm like, hopefully, you know, what I'm doing is going to show her, like, keep going.
0: I would connect that why to the writer's block. And you could even try in a thought of, like, I don't believe in writer's block anymore. I said this to myself at about book three. I had to write the draft in all caps. It was a nightmare. And I was like, you know what? You're just not using that term anymore. It doesn't exist for you. Other people enjoy it. And it really did work. It took some some effort. But I'd be You're thinking so about right. like, how am I showing my kids right now? Yes, there is a reader out there, but right now, what am I demonstrating for all of my children? Because they are paying attention from three to the junior in college. They're watching. They are. They are. And my son has a
1: um, he has a a notes the notes app in his iphone and it's all about me um, he's been keeping this for the last six years
0: wait things you as a I, mother
1: yes like all these oh my gosh he learns about me and so he'll like i'll say something and he'll bring out his phone he's like yep writing that down so i don't know really, he goes to school oh my for media, um media and film so uh-huh. i don't know what's gonna come up with this, but, <laughs> but he's been taking notes on me so Wait, is is he
0: going to produce your memoir? I I, feel like he's going to turn it into a film.
1: I I would hope so. Yeah, I would love for him to be the person to do that when, you know, he's still with school. But
0: yeah, love it. You're
1: right. They're definitely watching.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just think for so many parents, that is fuel that even the reader isn't. I just think about what am I teaching my kids? And some of it's not good, but I try. To keep showing up, keep doing the work, even when it doesn't work. Like that's what makes you a real writer. It's not the successes. It's not the bestseller list. That Those makes are you fun. A real person too. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got this. I cannot wait to read it.
1: No, no pressure.
0: Yeah, no. Listen, I'll be here whenever you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> so you. good. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem. Thanks, Google.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Want to get coached on this podcast visit evenbetter.co that's evenbetter.co to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.